0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to Black O'Couch Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for one of my favorite shows of the week, Why the Last Man. This is season one, episode six, Weird Al is Dead, written by Katya McMullen and directed by, okay, I'm going to try, I'm going to try really hard, Destiny Ekaragra. I'm gonna go ahead and applaud myself. I think that was pretty good. I gave this episode a 9.7 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I just, I love everything about these characters. Even when I want to punch them in the face, I still enjoy watching them on screen. Be smug or silly or downright impulsively dumb. Yeah, I'm looking at you, York. I am constantly looking at you but we also catch up with hero in this episode which uh, is a nice pacing the way in which they give us our main crew but then they give us a taste of what's happening with all of our other particular characters that have an association to what is happening with our main three so we start this episode with three women on motorcycles Heading to Boston with a photo of Agent 355 asking if anyone has seen her. I really wanted to sing that song. Why, why did you have to leave then go away okay nobody wants to hear that anyhow um <laughs> love that song both 355 and man however stand afar in the dark watching York piss and then she decides to randomly ask do you think he masturbates
1: hello yes it's meant to be weird and uncomfortable your feelings are correct don't worry
0: she follows it up with if he doesn't you should discuss with him about doing so as york likes you more than like what was up with her this whole episode trying to fill out the shipping she gonna be us the entire time our pov is dr man i adore how 355 responds to things the way she gives her delivery ashley roman's like yeah no i'm not doing that (laughs) man reinforces she's not into following orders from the government or an agency of said government to go another 20 miles when she just wants to call it a night yorick really is this impulsively idiotic in the books by the way just running off and showing his face those guys around here in the books it's 10 times more annoying but at least he isn't mimicking a female voice because even on the page i was like no no just no i don't think any woman is going to believe another guy mimicking a female voice it just doesn't work like that this is a musical vigil of radiohead and very much a uh play off of something that happened in the comics i might very loosely referenced them but i'm not going to spoil anything but they were mourning in a way or someone had brought up the beatles a concert york once went to with his sister going to radiohead because he needed to understand there was more music than weird al Yankovic, and that's when we get the title of the episode when the guy is like yeah well weird al Yankovic is dead too so r.i.p and i was like is that a loss 355 finds him but is not pleased that he is trying to get her to emotionally feel the sorrow and mourning of the moment by forcing her to take a candle and listen to the music because it actually really was beautiful I see what he is doing bringing to the character a sense of connection he doesn't feel to those around or that she doesn't feel for those around her I enjoy the acapella version radiohead song I don't I think it was karma police but uh, which is appropriate but I have to say creep is my favorite radiohead song she tells him good find and worth the detour after she allows herself and him a moment to just reflect but if he wanders off again he's getting a leash we have a rare playful moment top with man saying i burned my hand <laughs> like what what did you their moment is ruined however when the three bikers show up military that are definitely sent by his mom i didn't debate that for five seconds york realizes that she lied well actually she didn't send them the government did and we know all about how the military side of the government don't necessarily need to tell the president immediately <laughs> when they're doing shit york realizes that she lied about contacting his mama on the sat phone when she gets them to a church where they're gonna hole up and lure them in so that they can take them out she explained that it was too much chatter so i'm not sure if she was sincere in this moment but i do think that she was I think that's what was going through her mind like I don't know the situation at the White House so I don't know what's compromised and what's not I'm not sure if she knows about Regina being well just Regina (laughs) I really like the way they directed this episode it was actually very like when they were running through the brush or grass tall grass I like the way they chose that angle there was a scene with Sam and Kelsey, I really like that angle. I love getting fresh perspectives when you're watching a television show. Uh, York realizes, as I stated earlier, that she has not been 100% up with him. She tells them they have to prepare to take down the agents. York is concerned that she's gonna kill them. She says, I don't kill people. But considering the bodies on her, I am kind of like, well, You should probably end that sentence with that ain't asking for it. (laughs) And those other people that I kill, I don't consider them people but obstacles. I feel like there should be some follow-up is all I'm saying. When you're gonna make an absolute statement like that. Like ma'am, I watched that helicopter go down. You think they survived that? Man already barely on this tether is exasperated that they are in the hands of a woman who's not about explaining herself. I ship Yorick in Agent 355 so hard, y'all. That slight little bump she gave him had me in my feels. And then you have them in a few betrayals this episode, but in this moment you have Yorick feeling a little betrayed. Like you said, my mom said hi. (laughs) Like your lie went so elaborate and you didn't tell me, like you didn't trust me with that information and then her his frustration she won't explain juxtaposed with the absolutely proud moment when he got her to feel something or appreciate him for something that he can bring to the table kimberly approaches regina in the morning hall regina is someone who very much is aware of what people think of her and she makes a comment like oh well your father always said I was a pain in the ass, and she goes, Oh, he would never be that vulgar. And you could see the look on Regina's face like that was an odd and stupid thing to say. But I think it's leaning into Kimberly's way in which he has put Jesus Christ and man on the same pedestal. And uh, I think we'll be devolving more with this character. I don't even think, like, Regina's a problem, but Kim is the simmering. devil in the ear trying to act as if she's playing one role because she still has some clout being the daughter of the president that died but that's all the clout that she does have she needs someone like regina with a legitimate backing to request to be in that room what i liked is that despite the divide and the disgust between them because i don't think that I'm not sure Kimberly would be on board with taking tanks and taking other women down. I don't know on some of her agenda what is the agenda. But they definitely have a common enemy. So for right now, they're frenemies. More than I think that they are actually on the same page. There's a lot of interesting dialogue about how feminists are only what liberals call themselves which is interesting in itself what are you proud women
2: <laughs> go go bring all your white people with you because y'all niggas gotta exit right now but i
0: 145 that's just a number i'm throwing out disagree with that And maybe I'm not in that community and they got another secret word I'm not aware of, but I've seen a lot of white women, conservatives, and they definitely are proud feminists. But I understand in the term of that where they're going. It just depends on how they wanna use that word in the public and try to... Because people do use language as a way to control the narrative. And a lot of these things, and it's why so many people use words out of context, thinking they know the reason or the meaning of them, but they've heard it from so on and so forth and never took the time to actually look into the word themselves. It's a human trait, but uh, it is something we as a species need to be doing much better at. Uh, They really think that Democrats just hate men, which is crazy because conservatives worship at their dick This is the world they always wanted. Shut the fuck up. I will fucking laser
2: you with alien fucking eyes and explode your fucking head.
0: Now, I am not a I think I'm a liberal in the sense of what a liberal is actually when they came up with the word was supposed to be. I'm not anything. I don't associate with a political party. I am myself. I have my thoughts I have my feelings. Most of the time, I just want to be left the fuck alone however this is why y'all asses can't be in office people like this like oh did you even think past that statement of they're in charge now and they must be happy because all the men are gone because you don't for five seconds understand that pro women isn't anti-men that was actually a critique i saw on a youtube video yeah shocker youtube but uh, in the comment section a man this is a man hating show i'm like oh my gosh you do not have enough emotional intelligence why would you put all of your ignorance all over the internet that's the thing i don't get do you realize unless y'all just under a really fake name but y'all so dumb y'all put the, your real credentials out there here's my 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 name my address my facebook page <laughs> my gmail just most people thank god that are smart just will not degrade ourselves to even jump into it they think that for some reason because no one has jumped in that must mean they're validated i'm like no he just got too much to do and then to waste any energy on you but i guess i did waste two minutes on him maybe that's what he got in the universe hopefully it came back and just rammed itself up his ass somehow but she's also allowed herself to rewrite history in a minute. Like, why would anyone want all the Y chromosomes to be annihilated? And that that's the biggest thing, though, which is a shocker to me, considering I understand that maybe we have other things going on, like infrastructure so that we can't really focus too hard on what caused. But I would think some team of doctors or scientists would be on it. And they would be apprising at least the White House of, guess what? This isn't... But it felt as if the way Jennifer was speaking, that that has happened even if it's off screen. Which is why I never brought it up before. But then again, maybe the facts are out there. Because we know how people have a tendency to ignore whatever does not fit their particular narrative. Which goes back to my original statement of why are you so stupid <laughs> there are not going to be enough animals to feed us all are we all going to turn into fish and uh well fuck fish you gotta populate too now i'm of the opinion because i watch a lot of documentaries on just weird shit but one of them was on how when you are, when, we're so fucking weird as a species, as everything on this earth is just weird as hell. And we're actually pretty damn cool when it comes to genetic reproduction. Because if there are only females, one uh, in different species, I'm not sure. But, but, you know, clearly we haven't gotten to the human side of things yet. Um, well, I guess you touched on that last episode that some people were born with a Y chromosome. So there's that. But I definitely know in some animals that in an all-female to reproduce, one will start to gestate the parts necessary for reproduction. It's insane. Like insane <laughs> that nature will find a fucking way. And that's a part of the the cosmic rotation. Right? That some people don't fully comprehend either. Is that sometimes it's not us fucking with shit. It's just that nature don't do its thing. And maybe us (laughs) being here is just making it a problem for us. It's not nature that needs any help. (laughs) But, uh... She has been living in a biased manifestation of reality. And that's a, a very tragic but also dangerous thing as it feels as if i think her the actress that plays uh kimberly did the perfect she is megan mccain meets the joker because she sliding off into the the insanity train pretty quickly but she has that outward appearance of being sane but i think that regina definitely caught that side eye of What do you mean he never talked vulgar? Did you not know your daddy? Or are you just rewriting a different version of him that fits your narrative? Uh, It feels like they want to be men more so than women. (laughs) It's just odd to me. Like no one talks about how they died. Because no one's going to sit in a fucking bubble all day and cry. And we all need to hug each other. That seems like some fucking commune shit we don't need that (laughs) we need to work we need to figure out our lives and if we need to mourn we don't need to do it all in some outpouring like to think that you're how arrogant do you have to be to assume that the people who don't come here and shed tears all every day or hug up on this wall is somehow not feeling the same loss or didn't love those people because they're gone now It just shows her very warped idea of thinking right now. Something I did notice that now that Regina is back, everyone, including on Jennifer's side, continues to dress up. And it kind of reminds me how clothing can be an armor for women. And so they feel they're at war. So they need to put their, you know, the the jogging pants and the, the ponytails are gone. Now they're dressed to success interesting observation York wakes to 355 standing what did he call that earlier the loft standing in the loft uh, in the church he goes to apologize however she is sleepwalking there's a tear in her eye and she's just about to walk over the ledge until york finally realizes something's up steers her away it's witnessed by man which probably doesn't do much for her trust He said, I got you. I forgot to mention in Heroes episode when we got back to her that the place they were at was a battered woman shelter. So these women already have major issues with men. It was a pretty good setup for this particular story arc. I like the creative way. Ten times more creative than any apocalypse show I've really seen. It's just the small attention to detail, the way they turn all of the shelves into little apartments well apartments not really but you know what i mean little sleeping areas the way they have all of the trucks around so people can't really easily get in they set up little chimes the way they put the shopping carts in front of the doors to barricade it just all really smart decisions when you're holed up at a place and i gotta say after watching like the walking dead never really quite got so creative with their set pieces currently roxanne is leading a group of women to discuss or one woman in particular the names of men who shat on her life hero gives sam testosterone so i am happy finally he gets something out of everything that she keeps dragging him through but is he being dragged through because he does have a choice to just walk the fuck away hero then has some drugs to join to the party And she says, I'm lucky for having the man she still loves with her.
2: Bullshit.
0: I am not sold on the sincerity of Hero here. I think that she genuinely loves Sam as a friend. But she also is not above manipulating him. And they both have a drug habit. And those habits tend to be problematic. I'm just not convinced that... She is not above devolving even further than she already has. And that she has herself killed a man for whatever reason. She's saying with her mouth that I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have gotten away with it. It was wrong. I'm a bad person. But I don't think she really feels that way. And with all the men dying and a man hating cult, well, she looks like a good recruit. Speaking of recruiting, Roxanne targets Mac to indoctrin her into their philosophy. Asking, what is men what have men said to you about uh, you know how you look, like all the men in your life, how they've treated you. Nora gets upset seeing what she is doing and after some insistence finally removes her daughter saying that she is grieving her father and her brother. And Roxanne says grieving can't protect you. Maybe Nora isn't going to be the alter character but end up being important later on. I can't settle on who that character is going to be and I don't think maybe this season we're going to be introduced to them. At least I don't think it's happened yet. I thought they were going with her the last episode, but I think in this episode, she may, I think it's meant to show someone who had almost everything, right? She had the job, and she had the home life, and she could balance both of them. And then all of a sudden, everything is taken away from her, and then she realizes she had nothing of value. And I didn't realize those other women were Democratic. I heard that on another podcast. I, that didn't even occur to me that they might say uh yeah you gotta pick your set right and Nora knows especially after being robbed she's not meant to be in this world and I I like it I like it better than I thought I originally would because I just wasn't confused I did not like it but you know what I mean I didn't know where they were going with her but I think where they are is somewhat of a, a character that isn't connected politically to anything not really who's just trying to survive with her daughter and you can see how someone just trying to survive like uh, i hate that you keep using walking dead but it's the closest association i have right now with the apocalypse that's in a, a now timeline but let's take dwight if you don't know the walking dead this is a reference you will not get But you see Dwight, who's someone who worked for a really bad person, who did really bad things, but they were doing it to survive. They they ended up becoming part of something that they didn't necessarily fully commit to, but it's what they felt they needed and were willing to give up to survive. They get a signal of the attack, and I did LOL when panic set in, and both Hero and Sam were like,
2: I am so high
0: nora is just handed a gun and she complains to one of the girls about roxanne's matriarchy she follows her up to the roof they shoot at the group of women and a child making it clear that they are outnumbered and outgunned the woman begs that they take her daughter if not all of them but roxanne is like you're a mother you won't abandon your daughter The irony that Kim thinks Jennifer and those women at the White House, or wherever the fuck they are, have the same idea is hilarious, and Roxanne very much feels like 355 in this moment with the women at the camp, except the stakes are much different. She's saying, you gotta get out of here because I have nothing worth to give because I have something else I'm doing that's important. And then you have jennifer being like well i have all of this and i'm only selecting whoever i feel with my coptar should be allowed in said group nora is told that she is lucky to be here as it is much worse out there encouraging her to stop pushing back on roxy back to man she watches 355 plotting well, I know it's reasonable after what she's seen. It's also kind of like, don't y'all comprehend the way humanity acts and why it's better to have a weapon than not? And she's a literal weapon, and she happens to be invested in what you want to do. And she also agreed. And the only person that agreed to help find your girlfriend is your mom. Was like, no. <laughs> But more importantly, I don't know how to take care of myself in a post-apocalyptic world. I don't really know. Maybe Ben felt she could get further, but then after her actions, I doubt that. She nicked the photo of her that 355 nicked for one of the agents when she realized they were after her. She said, I doubt your mom sent them, but well, she actually didn't keep forgetting it was the they were following the breadcrumbs of the plane crash or the helicopter crash but she shows Yorick the photo and says stop making googly eyes at your crush (laughs) and understand she's a covert something that appears to be making it up as she goes with a gun and a sleepwalking habit and i thought fair fair he won't just leave her behind, though, and go off on their own because he should have pointed out she kept me safe and I met you yesterday. You talking to me like, oh, you barely know her, bitch. I barely know you. Nora goes to grovel but she is being honest about it with some tea, saying, I'm sorry. I should have been more receptible to your ways. And eventually, Roxanne tells her it's fine before casually disrobing showing her one boob having survived breast cancer too raw indeed for me right now if did not know um my aunt does just recently got diagnosed nora's mom had a double vasectomy and roxanne continues to blame men for things like implants like we don't want them but they feel that they should put them in there when we wake from surgery i'm wondering if that happened to her and she actually cut her own because that doesn't look like a natural, uh, you know, vasectomy of any kind. Is it vasectomy? Masectomy. Musectomy. There we go. Vasectomy is to the peen. <laughs> Roxanne uses her cop instinct to turn children away, lol. But does tell Nora while her gesture was nice, it's also pathetic. As this meekish simpering was for the men. Now that they are free, they could be whoever they want bringing up how the Amazons used to cut off one of their boobs to show strength and supposedly to be more efficient with their bows. She said she also discussed this in chat rooms. And I was like, ah, shit, you know, you joined a cult If you were in a chat room, there's no other reason why in this modern age, you are in a fucking chat room. (laughs) And I'm not talking about like a group chat in your little twitter group no 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 no. when you use the word chat room that's the deep web let's talk about this bathing scene because i really liked it for a lot of different reasons first and foremost thank you for showing women that are not marketed as advertised supermodels that every woman should be trying to ascend to they are queens in their complete natural forms we don't all eat pea soup and some of us gave birth some of us got curves for days some of us are happy in the way in which we present ourselves but the world makes us feel as if we are not sexual beings because we don't have a size four underwear size and a six pack that ain't even natural not natural when you see them six packs no that is obscene (laughs) and i'm not saying if you want to put the work into that sure go ahead but that's not usually what you see in media is the reality we get the fantasy just for that movie role so that they put real women in the scene was noticed and appreciated to me now the nudity it's funny because i am like hero here just because we women don't mean we want privacy but honestly privacy is a relatively new thing in our world it came into style because people wanted to have some ownership and was kind of not into this communal bathing thing but for most of our species that's exactly what we've been doing we there is no such thing as modesty that is around maybe the 18th century a little bit further if you're in nobility, but most of, and I do mean not that 1% of the population, were sharing the same fucking bathwater. Now, I can't tell you what Africans were doing because, you know, research in that area is still pending. <laughs> but uh, most Europeans don't have the same idea. Uh, they would consider us abnormal. Like, what, what are you going to the bathroom for? you know they have whole fucking conversations the romans sitting on a toilet pass down the communal wipe wipey ass they had one little stick we don't want to revert back to that time but apparently in this fictional amazon warrior utopia that they're creating here these women want to show themselves as not ashamed now let's talk about the dialogue them checking in you okay because you seem like you hate yourself amen to that shit and you begin to realize that while hero wasn't a battered woman per se that we know of she has the same issues stemming from her relationships with men maybe that started with her father lord knows most sexual assaults to girls in the united states of o- okay not even in the united states of america let me stop let me stop because i actually just watched a special about fucking africa and my god but a lot of places in the world not just africa either because it's russia um all of the slavias but they are usually conducted by male family members going back to mac asking how men talk to her in that conversation the sexualization of women even by the men closest to you this was shown very well in one of the characters in euphoria don't ask me her name i don't remember and I have myself went through some of the same experience oh look at you you got so big oh my god your boobs grew out you're so weird it's so weird and uncomfortable you don't know what to do because your body is somewhere that your mind is just not and so I see where she'd be trying to go somewhere in her philosophy It just be so warped the other way <laughs> however that's just supposition we really don't know and i'm still leaning toward she's more of a very selfish and cruel person and i think that when she's told to be who she really is that is who she really is it's not a victim background like some of these other women but she can feel the fire of that anger nevertheless she mentions that she and Sam will be moving on and the women converge around her with them seeing that likely many of them felt reflected in her and that she doesn't have to be tired or carry the weight of who she was before. And you could see this shame that she wants to shake off of her because if she's a bad person or, well, she did something that indicates that everything that her mother ever said about her is probably true. <laughs> But to avoid that or to confront that or take responsibility for that, she also can be kind of free of it. The whole entire episode, I kept screaming at Sam. Run, bitch! Run! I know earlier I said, actually, I don't recall earlier what I said, but I think I mentioned (laughs) that... A few moments ago, Hero may have felt shame for what she did, but she doesn't really feel authentically like a bad person because I think she just doesn't feel guilt about it. I think this ties into that, what I'm trying to say. Hopefully I'm saying it with some type of uh, clarity, is that this group offers her a chance to avoid something that she really isn't feeling, but is the is the right feel feeling she should have and then you have this other side of her that part of not feeling that is because she is as her mother said did that make more sense let's move on sam is approached by kelsey was practically dripping goo for some peen and admits it must be rough for him with all the man hate and how everyone avoids him he says oh well my species kind of deserved it but that is also in itself a red flag for me why is Roxanne with all of her male rules allowing him to stay is it only to get who she really wants and he is ultimately what is the the compromise there but how long is that gonna stay look at what they're doing to their own people she mentions the celebration later on then whispers that tonight there will be a funeral back at the church man makes friends with amp york and 355 make a makeshift bed to trap the bikers while man and he sleep in the basement he's like come on give me a real job I really did feel bad for him because he is so neutered. He then encourages her to rest if she's not going to, you know, if she's going to be the one that's up all night and looking out. But she doesn't like the fact that he brings up that she looks tired and that she's been sleepwalking, which doesn't uh, go over well at all. Why the fuck they have to run it? She tells him he is in her sister or she is in her sister she isn't his sister (laughs) i'll get it right or his girlfriend or any other female that he's transferring his feelings onto i'm not your entertainment notice she gets angry when he tells her that it's okay to have someone look out for her when he first brought up the sleepwalking she was kind of like oh because he was like you know right i I don't know that i'm sleepwalking but actually no she does uh (laughs) she just didn't know that he knew and then when he offered her to be a rock, or he offered her a shoulder, you know, you can lean on me. That's when she got really defensive. And that's when all the very hurtful things came out. She says, sorry, you bored, read a book.
2: Why you so rude? Don't you know
0: she asserts that she is about to put herself between him and whatever comes to that door. And that it's a good deal for him. Stop asking for more. That's part of what she's trying to tell him. In this moment. York just wants some credit. And not getting it agrees to Hytale with man. Saying fuck her. Christine spies Kim making power plays. Then catches the woman's eye. To her dismay. She chases her down. She's like I gotta go somewhere. Oh don't worry about it. I'm gonna keep talking no matter what. This is what I really hate about people who try to use civility to corner you into listening to what they have to say when they're being rude as fuck to your face. And because you have to remain calm, otherwise you're going to look like the crazy person or whatever the case may be, or the one that's out of line. And yet this woman is telling like, I don't know if I want to have this child. Like she says, well, I don't know. What I'm gonna do about it. And she knew what that meant. She knew what she wanted. I mean, she's been saying it like I don't think I want ready or want to be a mom. Doesn't matter what the fuck happened outside, it's still my goddamn choice. But she tells her God is testing them. Oh, Jesus, let me kill this nigga. It was really difficult not to want to repeatedly punch Kim in the face in this scene. Oh, she was, she was the the Lord. Someone was testing me, okay, testing me from not breaking my screen, and that she's been given the gift of life and all of this death and it's precious. And as Christians, they are understanding, but judging nonetheless. Then she offers to raise her baby. I told you that bitch crazy. Lord Jesus, Christine, get some help. Get some help. That woman. I don't care if you don't want to tell the president of the united states go tell the one woman with the term turb- tell anyone of color that this white woman knows stuff about you <laughs> you're putting yourself in a very very tenuous situation i don't know why she feels it needs to be a secret though i understand wanting the privacy of it all but there's like a thousand something people in that building girl find someone to talk to even if it's just the fucking uh what do you call it gynecologist Roxanne leads the cult ritual of saying goodbye to whom you are before. They bury them in or put dirt on them. Nora plays along committing herself with Matt concerned. Then they rinse her or she gets in the bathtub and they rinse her off. It's like a baptism and she arises and she gives herself a new name, Athena. She's no longer Laura. It is poetic in a way that Hero really seems to um connect with sam says it's weird but notices the jim jones diamonds reflecting back at him and walks away just as sam sneaks away his crush kelsey chases him down and urges him to come back he thinks it's messed up the funeral isn't for her friend that died that's what he expected she tells him he needs to stay low And also shut the fuck up. Because if any of them hear his shit, well... Uh Five seconds after saying, we are not supposed to be alone with you, she's busted. Madam President comes into the war situation room with Regina sitting there. As she has been updated that her team found 355, or the head of military found 355 with two others. And of course, this is her first indication that, oh... Well, I bet she's doing what she's supposed to do. This when she didn't realize that things were going to go to the next step. Like, why didn't you tell me? He's telling you now. She needs to work on her poker face because they're like, uh, we got a visual. Or should we get two visuals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madam President, Madam President, Madam President, why are you acting like you invested personally in this mission? Let's go back to Yorick and man because you have this moment where. You have this moment where 355 is at the fire. She kind of realizes, okay, maybe I was being a little harsh. (laughs) She just says, fuck. And you can tell she's been thinking. So she goes back. You can tell she's a little bit more relaxed. She's trying to put on that much friendlier facade. And she goes to find Yorick and a man, only to find that they have left. Which makes her upset. But not even a mile away from protection. Not even 200 feet. This bitch trips on a twig. Linda, Linda,
2: listen, Be- listen, listen. You- listen, listen, Linda,
0: listen. Okay, what? Y'all, why she get one cut and turn around and said
1: it's like I made a mistake?
0: Yorg is like, this was your idea. She's like, I floated it past you. <laughs> i talk a lot of shit you need to know this about me right now well you just found that out he's like i betrayed her and you trying to tell me we should go back because that's what she was trying to tell him like um you know this sounded like a way better idea when i was sitting protected in the daytime (laughs) with a train killer outside. 3.55 kills two of the agents when Jennifer orders them to proceed with caution. She's afraid that they're going to get a visual. Which, how y'all going to get a visual is that fucking dark. 3.55 kills two, and then, man knocks out one. Well, she knocked out. She killed the one. I'm not sure if she did, actually. It feels like she killed him. (laughs) I don't know. Then, because man knocked out the one with her gun and then she still stabbed her. And then she tackles the one that was going after Yorick that saw his face. She took her out in the calf. She asked Yorick if she got a look and he lies. You're so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. Maybe it was a tranquilizer. I'm actually really not sure. My screen was really fucking dark. I probably need to adjust my settings. But I feel like I'm just really terrible when it's dark. I can't see nothing. Then he uh, gets the stare of absolute disappointment. Oh, now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. 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 I'm disappointed too because they are sending a retraction team and we left a witness behind because you lied why do you keep doing this trying to save people's lives because you don't want them on your conscience well suck it up buttercup he tried to apologize well first she says i need like he hands her he, she hands him the little i don't even know what that is but she tells him to cut the laces and take off the shoes to slow them down I think she did this to atone for the fact that okay you really want to start helping fine I'm gonna let you start helping because that's what we really originally started arguing about and if I I can't give you everything but at least I can give you something and something to do seems to be something you need to do um he tried to apologize she said the laces what I liked about this is that 355 came to the conclusion that he needed something in the ineptness of its fate she's very perceptive in that way even if it is after the fact she understands thoroughly what is happening emotionally with york and that's why he sometimes gets really shitty because she'll just call him out on it (laughs) she ain't got no time and What I like, vice versa, is that he's not allowing her to continue to just try to do this all by herself. Then she turns to Man and says, look, I won't tell you how to run your lab. So until we get to San Francisco, this is my show. Because I know you put that idea in this man-child's head. York starts to speak. What
2: did I say?
0: Regina and Jennifer finally let down their masks, right, in this scene and i felt like they were two people being far more like i feel like regina sees kimberly as useful but i don't think that she respects her nearly as much as kimberly probably thinks she does i think with regina despite being enemies there is a certain level of respect there (laughs) um and it kind of comes out in this conversation right Where she's like look if there's something fucking going on. And you're compromised with Agent 355. And you let our soldiers die. Like she's almost giving her the heads up. Like okay. I'm telling you where it's landing right now. And I'm coming for you. Based on you know what you think is about to happen. And then you have Jennifer being like look we are not on the same page we do not like each other we don't have to be friends however we're all in this together and if you're going to be here be fucking useful and that's when she says fine let's confront the people outside with armored trucks and troops And that's kind of where things fall apart. Like that is really silly. (laughs) Why do you think rioting against the government? But that's what she's all about. Like I'm the government. I'm going to impose my my will upon the people. And Jennifer's like no. The people are understandably reacting. The way that react. We have to rise above what they're doing. And do what's best for everyone. But that's not where Dina sees it. And it's not even 100% that, I mean, if people are trying to attack it, and there are crazy people out there, I'm not even 100% against what Regina's saying. Because I'm like, well, (laughs) she's kind of right. If they keep showing up and it gets untenable, you're going to have to make a fucking choice. That's why we have Democrats and Republicans in the speaking room at the same time anyway. We're supposed to make compromises. And so many times we don't make those compromises. Even if you don't fully agree with the other person. That's not even... That's not about... It's not even about that. Roxanne speaks with Hero. Who reveals... She killed someone. Which makes her not a good person. But she's more amazed with the idea that she got away with it. You have Roxanne saying... You kick an animal enough times it bites back. And I'm like... Yeah, but that's an abused animal. I mean... I mean, what are you saying? She, You know, the world beats you up enough and you, you bit back and that's just natural. It's so like, how about have a little accountability? Um, very quickly, Roxanne chooses her because they say, we want you to stay. And considering she says that it was stupid, I didn't even want him to leave his girl. I just wanted to be chosen. And the fact that Roxanne started the conversation with everyone likes you, I like you, we want you to stay... There she goes being validated. And there goes Roxanne getting a pretty competent medic. Nora wakes to Kelsey crying and arguing with three women who whisper something to her before beating the living hell out of her. And then they smile at Nora who calmly leaves the room because she understands. Get with the picture or get your ass whooped. I don't think this is a matter of oh we gonna let you go. Once you are let in it is blood out. People don't always join cults just because they're sipping the Kool Aid. They might because they need a place to be accepted. And this is where Nora has been led on her journey. But she also has, you know, a card to play. I felt trepidatious about it. But I think that she may be doing whatever is best for her daughter as long as that becomes the priority she's going to stick around, but the minute that it, like, I don't want anything to happen to Mackenzie, but I kind of also feel like something's going to happen to (laughs) Mackenzie. I don't know why that is, but I feel as if, you know, the way in which she is and the way in which she's watching the world unfold, she is just prime real estate to turn into a shame. I know all of these references of The Walking Dead. I hate my own self because I've been done with that show we do have feedback this week we have two pieces from mimi and one from shy so because mimi wants to do a character breakdown and then discuss uh episode six in her second feedback i will let her go first with her character assessment and then we'll hear from shy and then we'll wrap it up with mimi once again so let's hop into the mailbag
1: Christina, it's Mimi I wanted to send in uh feedback for uh why the last man episodes one through five I believe I missed just doing like a character review just because um I have some opinions about certain characters that I don't want to be tainted by any new episode. so if I'm wrong I can just you know eat crow normally um <clears throat> And I know that I got the days mixed up. I thought we were doing Why the Last Man a day after it aired. Because I thought that's, it aired on Mondays and then it came to Who the next day. I don't ever... I'm never home most of the time to watch stuff live. And things that are new, if I haven't programmed it into my DVR, it's not. Most of the shows that I record now are shows that I've been watching. I don't even really know when things come out anymore because I don't I'm not ever watching TV live so usually I find out about shows because of you (laughs) so I thought it was on Hulu the next day but I guess it it's on Hulu now I won't be able to watch it until tomorrow morning um, afternoon-ish because I have to work Um, but I do want to get this out Um, now I don't remember everybody's name I remember the main characters and the people that I don't remember I will just describe um, you know the situation and, and I know you'll know who I'm talking about um, the first one i want to talk about is Hero and Sam because I can tell just from you know the fact that Sam went to a NA meeting with uh, Hero that he clearly has feelings for her um, it might have been a situation where maybe Hero told him that you know I'm not I don't see you like that. I, I don't know. I don't know that I can even trust that, you know, she has feelings for him. Because I don't even think she knows what the fuck is going on in her own mind half of the time. The reason, I, I can honestly say that I, I dislike Hero the most. I, I dislike her more than I dislike Kimberly. And I'll tell you why. Because people like Hero are so fucking selfish that the only thing they think about is themselves. And clearly, you know, now that Sam is with her and stuck with her, he trusts her. And people like Hero are the worst because it's like you're supposed to love and cherish and trust them, but you can't trust that they'll do the same to you. The way that she literally lied in his face and said, okay, we can go see my mom. But she had no intention of following through. And clearly she's lived a super privileged life just based off the fact that she thinks that she has the, the right to get mad at a married man for lying about telling his wife about it. First of all, bitch, you are the other woman. So any like for you to assume that he was telling the truth okay he played you I'm not saying you don't have the right to be mad but you gonna throw shit and then pick up something heavy and get super shocked when it fucking slits his throat like what the fuck is wrong with you she's so fucking stupid like granted he would have died anyway we know that we can make a, a fair assumption that he would have died anyway but like now you have that guilt that you're carrying around because you're such a fucking spoiled ass brat and then for you to like Like, I understand literally what Sam is saying. Like, I I guess in my mind, I made the assumption that if the zombie apocalypse ever happened, that men would be the one to fear. But I'm clearly being sexist because these men always have women with them most of the time. So, you know, if you are a shitty ass man and you have daughters and you raise them pretty shittily, They're more than likely going to have the same values as you. So they're going to act shitty too. So I'm sure they're still looting and stuff. I'm still, they're sure we we know Nora got mugged. So there's still people out there being shitty. Women are just as shitty as men. Okay, so my assumption is, this house, like, it would be one thing if the house had dead bodies over it. You can assume that everyone that was here died, but that house is immaculate and there was just a car working in the garage he sam was smart to say let's just take it they left it here it works this house is clean it doesn't even smell like dead bodies clearly people live here they're not here right now they could show up at any time and she was so concerned and so privileged to think okay i don't want to see my mom so let me sabotage this car like, that was the most selfish thing. If she didn't want to go, she should have just told him. Like, I understand her saying you didn't have to wait for me, but he did. And at this point, you owe him the truth. I don't want to go see my mom. I don't want to see her. But to say you do and then knowing damn well you're never going to go through with it, that is the most selfish thing that I, ever, that I have ever from somebody you're supposed to care about and this is what lets me know that she's a selfish and shitty ass person and that sam has feelings for her she knows but she doesn't have feelings for him because the only reason that she even went there with him was because he asked about what happened to the car to me that's that's her deflecting and trying to get out of having to answer what the fuck she did to me that was the most shittiest thing that i that she's done And it made me despise her. Like, I don't think at this point there's anything that she can do to make me like her. Because I cannot stand people like her. They make me so sick. They're so selfish. And they only care about themselves. And all of their problems are self-inflicted. Now, I'm not saying that having, you know, powerful political parents isn't a shitty ass way to grow up. But I guarantee she didn't go through that much in her life to where she should be hooked on drugs acting like this maybe i might be kicked in the teeth and wrong at some point maybe she went through some shit and maybe she never told anyone and that's really what the problem is maybe but people like her like it just to me comes across as a spoiled little brat who her mom for the record told her exactly the truth i don't know why like i feel like she asked her told her mom about her dating a married man thinking that somehow her mom would be on her side i don't know why she would think that but i think that's what she said it for and her, her mom told you all facts and then you got mad about it what you think she was gonna say she's a married woman and it seems like maybe her husband might be cheating on her so what did you expect her to say oh well it's okay now i'm not saying that judging people's right but her mom's reaction seems pretty fair i don't know how i'll react if if, if my child ever came to me saying that they're messing with a married man i don't know <laughs> i try not to judge people but if you if your initial reaction is a judge like it's not like what you're saying is wrong you can't be surprised that he's not gonna leave his wife why would he whether he wanted that baby or not whether he got sucked into a marriage or not that doesn't change the fact that he still married her and not and you're not married to him sometimes it works out but nine times out of ten it doesn't So that's why I cannot stand Hero. And I feel sorry for Sam because he's following her, probably never even realizing that she's never going to be do right by him until it's probably too late. Maybe something happens to him and that makes her act right, but it shouldn't take that. Um, And then the people that they met, granted they had a whole fucking Sam's Club's worth of food. I don't remember that lady's name. I don't remember the group. But the way they acted, um, immediately their response disgust with Sam choosing to be a man I use that in parentheses uh, or parentheses quote (laughs) Um, and then like immediate response to kill people they didn't learn I bet I guarantee they learned that behavior from their leader and the way she was like oh how could you treat them like this to a child I immediately got governor vibes from her I don't know why, but I didn't trust her. I wouldn't trust the food. I feel like she realizes that she... I think she knows who Nora is. And I think maybe even Nora might have said something to her. I don't know. But that conversation that they had meant something. And they didn't tell us for a reason. But they had that white woman camaraderie that, you know, that I that I would get uncomfortable with if I was a colored person in that room. Um, and... The fact that Hero is an EMT, like, that's useful. But what happens when you want to leave? You're not going to be able to leave. You think you're going to eat my food and leave? I guarantee they're not going to be able to leave. Like I said, the governor. At first, I was thinking Negan, but maybe. Like, they do have that savior kind of vibe where it's like, I'm indebted to him because he saved my life. But I also think that maybe... They were survivors at that house, and that's why it was clean because there was only women there. Um, I don't know, but I I don't trust that. And if I was in a situation like that, I would have been pissed off and wanted to leave immediately. I don't trust people like that. Why are they immediately killing people? Clearly, you told them to do that. Like that shouldn't be your initial reaction to anybody, especially somebody who you can see they have an injured child and they're not trying to do you any harm. Like that's a little aggressive um and hero not hero i'm I'm done talking about her and then york um and 355 355 yeah 355 i love her i knew as soon as we saw her with her purple braids and her kissing that white dude who's selling a bomb to that nationalist group When she left out, I was like, I can't believe this girl is really is she one of them proud boys the one of them proud boys wives (laughs) type things. I know y'all know that proud boy with the black wife who she gets in fights with black lives matter people all the time. I thought that was what it was gonna be, but then when we realized that she was actually an agent and the house blew up, I was like, Okay, I like her. And every episode I like her even more. I love her attitude. I never got shipper vibes from her in <laughs> her in york um i don't know why i i didn't see it um, but when you brought up the thing about the way they made his girlfriend a black a woman of color and then agent 355 is a woman of color i was like okay so now clearly there was a shipper war because i'm assuming beth was supposed to be a, a white woman that just seems more true to the name being beth (laughs) i don't know too many black Beths. i know a couple of black elizabeths but not just beth so i hope that's her real name elizabeth (laughs) Um, but anyway um, york is a hot mess and i'm gonna need him to really understand the dangers i thought after what happened in that dry cleaners where those Asian women was talking about... I think I can trade him. He would have understood... How... Like... How dangerous it is... For him to be just walking around as a man. With a fucking penis. Because... That's what they saw. And that's how they knew he was a man. And the fact that so far... Two different groups have seen him. The secret is not going to stay secret. Especially if they're handing out pamphlets and shit. I'm sure somebody not drew a picture and it's floating all over the place um and then the fact that agent 355 and her beautiful black self is no longer walking about the by the president's side is probably going to be noticed as well so i i'm not going to go too far deep into the way i feel about york and um 355 because i think i'll talk about that when i after i watch this episode six but i do like their chemistry that the two actors work really well together um they have a a good dynamic and i like that the the introduction of uh the doctor man she seems like she's going to be a quirky little addition her and york are probably going to be more similar than than they they even realize because they're both weirdos (laughs) um I hope York gets his shit together and, and comprehends the danger of his situation, but I highly doubt it. Um, love Ampersand. Um, I was, when I first saw him, I was like Marcel. That was the monkey from Friends. <laughs> but Ampersand is an absolute better name. Um, and I just want to point out, as a person that had to take a lot of science classes, I feel like they're acting like what happened with York and um ampersand is genetic and i it can't be because one's a monkey and the other is a human and yes we share similar dna but it had to be environmental it had to be something to do with the situation that both of them maybe ingested both of them were listening it had to be something in that house that protected them because it can't be they don't have the same dna because they're two different species and similar DNA can't be the same as the exact same you know what I'm saying so it has to be something in addition like it has to be something that had them together that they maybe they were eating ingesting they were around they were protected maybe the way where the apartment I don't know but it just to me that's the only common denominator is they were both in the same place at the same time and they both survived Um, who else? Um, I do... I am interested to see what's going to happen with Nora. I know she's salty about being excluded. But she also should remember the last, um, interaction she had with, um, Jennifer. She was kind of a cunt. So, why would she include her? You were the president's voice. The president's dad. I don't need you to be my voice. I have my own. So, I'm kind of surprised she thought she would be included. Um, she, like she wasn't anybody's family member. She was literally an employee and that employee is dead. So I understand her being salty, but she shouldn't have been surprised. Um what's the other people? Um oh, Regina, yeah. Her crazy ass. I the I I, I the reason I don't like people like Kimberly. You know you know exactly who you are. Like she she's like she's one of these like pampered princesses that really is under the impression that her voice had anything to do with her dad's making the presidential decisions she probably don't even realize that he conditioned her to think like he did so y'all had similar ideas but he was never listening to you and the fact that Your mom has literally lost her shit. Let's me know that she was never the decision maker. Because if she was, she would be in the reactive mode. I don't know how else to say it. But I've seen women lose, you know, a lot of family. And you could tell they were the head of the household or the decision maker because the way they were active. You almost think as if they weren't, they didn't care. But that's just, they're, they're so used to doing that. They don't think to react uh they don't think to like have their emotional i guess breakdown i know there's a better word uh they don't have their emotional reaction to things until afterwards so her you know losing her son losing her grandchildren or her grandsons losing her husband she lost everything and now she's clearly like two crayons short of a full box of crayons like I don't know how else to say it like she she's a little loopy and it's clear her daughter is on the brink but I think the difference is because Kimberly poor thing lost everybody she was the only female in her house so she lost everybody so now I think she's turning all of that into her way of trying to do something like she needs to take control because that's you know I got to do this for my dad I feel like that's why she hasn't completely broken, um, even though you we see signs that she has, and I hate that she found out that Christine ha- is is pregnant because I feel like now she's gonna be all up in her business like they best friends, and I'm sure that's gonna get on her nerve. And for the, just for my personal opinion, Christine, Christina, I didn't get the vibe that Christine didn't want any of didn't want to be pregnant. Um, maybe um, you know something from the comics that I don't it just it just looked like she was not expecting it and like now what do you do like i'm pregnant in this shitty ass environment we don't know if we're gonna have power we don't know what's gonna happen we don't know if we're gonna be overthrown and thrown in jail like she has no idea what the hell's gonna happen so i feel like being pregnant is a disadvantage to her and i that's probably what she was thinking about that's what i would be thinking about um we know she was in a relationship it seemed like they were pretty solid so I mean that would be the only connection she has left to him I don't know why she wouldn't be wouldn't want to keep it um I guess we don't really know how long they have been together but it didn't seem like that was their first date um and what else um I think that's really all I have let me just double check here I've already went really far but yeah I think I just ended here and um until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was mimi with her
0: first part of feedback with the first four episodes um just a few points because i'm sure we're gonna get to some other things in episode six but uh yeah i'm not surprised i think that was the whole point of the comic oh you think all the men are the ones out there like i mean a a huge majority of caucasian women voted for trump i don't get it and i'm not even talking pre four years i'm talking during 2020 and yeah hero's not a good person but i think that they're doing a much better job of giving her the characterization that matches (laughs) that's all i'll say about that Uh, i do know what my reaction would be if my child come, come came home jesus and said that she was sleeping with a married man. If you decide, bitch, never ask him to leave. For you, Uh-uh. you made your choice, never to be his one and only. So that would be my advice. <laughs> and I think that they are kind of like the saviors too. I think I made enough uh, analogies in the in the in the recap. You know people will sell their soul for comfort like all i do is put my head down and you know people are doing terrible things well because everybody's not doing terrible things right it's just some like all the women are beating up kelsey just those three uh i don't know nothing about this proud boy with a black wife i don't know why the coons are going crazy but you can link me that article Uh, There is no war. No shipper war. Just going to let you know that right now. (laughs) There is no shipper war. Uh, That's all I'll say about that. And just the fact that they had Beth. A very. um, Generic. Barbie doll version. Was already in itself. (laughs) This was written some years ago. By a man. And he fully understands that yes i wrote this as a male (laughs) um but it's still an enjoyable comic that's why i'm like whatever the critiques you want to throw out there it's you know not anything that is sabotaging the story Uh, york is so idiotic and that does not change he's just not he's not that guy he's not that guy but I, I, I hopefully I provide some insight to why he acts so damn idiotic. I'm not going to say anything about why Yorick and Ampersand survived. Because I already know. So just mildly interesting. <laughs> Kim, she is surprised. Or er, Kim seems to be the type. I mean, not surprised. Is the type that has been fed a lie her whole entire life and now believes it. She doesn't consider that maybe she's the personification of male ideas, and that her mother may have uh, had some influence of that, especially after that conversation about how she kinda sorta hates her own daughter, or there is some type of disgust or disappointment when she looks at like she... (laughs) That conversation was still weird, and considering this is her daughter, and the fact that they've not had a moment we've seen them together, tells me a lot I think at the end of her life she's doing a lot of thinking actually she said all I want to do is go home and bury my husband she's like I'm fuck it I'm done with it this was his dream I'm moving on and I think that I think you hit the nail on the coffin that she now feels the need to uphold this legacy because that's all she has Uh, I don't think that Christine wanted to be a mom and i'm sure in your episodes feedback that will probably become more apparent but i did see it very clearly in the last episode christine is not in the comics and the other ep- the other podcasts i listened to not to say that they were above the opinion but I-, I thought we were all on the same page in that one so um i don't think that nora wanted to be in power she just thought that she was someone of influence who had importance i don't think she wanted to be in the cabinet room in power but you know how some people think that they were actually you know all the people that are the one percent and then the people that are in the suburbs and then they go hang out with the one percent and then they expect when shit go down that the one percent ain't gonna close the gates on the them like you're now it don't matter there's us and there's them it doesn't matter how higher up on the ladder you got You're still not one of us. That's kind of how I feel like Nora felt in that moment. I don't think she she just wanted to be important enough. To be allowed some sanctuary. You know. uh, To be able to offer something. Even if it's just information. If she's not let in that house. You know at least maybe I can get something. Because of where I was before. And, And you know i don't think that's too out of line I, I was a part of the white house even as a staff member <laughs> that's still a big deal um you're still read in on certain things you're still giving privy to certain information but the disappointing part is her realizing that she's not as she she's not as important and i know that she was only what the press secretary i don't feel like she was just a regular person i think she was like the secretary of press or something like that maybe she was just the secretary i don't know i i don't know um but yeah i think that that was her her moment of but yeah she doesn't seem to have any resentful feelings about that because i would think if she did they would it would manifest now that's not to say it won't manifest in the future. And Nora's also not someone from the comics. So I'm, I really don't know. And that is a pause for Mimi. We'll be back with her episode six feedback. Let's check in with Shy and how she felt about this episode.
2: Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for why The Last Man Standing, Um, episode six, I believe. Um, Fortunately, I didn't make it for last week due to a very hectic schedule, and I definitely was feeling the after effects of that. Um, Had to take uh, yesterday, some of yesterday and today off because, yeah. It was um, a struggle. It was on the struggle bus uh, a little bit. Um, but anyway, um, as for this episode, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's I'm just excited to know what happens next every week, and I'm excited to hear that it's been renewed for season two and beyond that, because I think this one definitely needs more than just season two. Um, cause I feel like we're just, just scratching the surface of these characters and you know, laying, we're laying the groundwork and all that stuff. So there's so much more to learn and just that, let alone like the journeys that they're gonna go on and all that stuff. So <clears throat> I'm really um, hoping and just anxiously um, waiting for you to tell me, cause I don't, I don't, I'm not on, social media or i don't have cable so i hear a lot of stuff from you guys (laughs) so yeah i'm waiting on you to say yay it's been renewed for season two i have a lot to say so hopefully i will be able to say it all but the biggest thing i want to talk about is i definitely agree with what you said in your last podcast about Regina she's definitely going to be a problem of course I figured as much you know the way they were talking about her and then her talking about oh I'm the I'm the next president I'm in line for whatever um so yeah I and her and Kim Kim trying to make some type of alliance with her so it doesn't even matter just the fact that that's the thing that just irritates me about you know politicians and the political world it's like you don't even like they don't even agree just because y'all are both quote-unquote i guess their version of republicans i mean y'all don't even agree on like each other or agree on certain things but because y'all are in the same party that means y'all are going to be together and go against you know it's like it just that's what I, that's, that's just one of the things I hate about the political party uh, format and how they do that. Cause it's like, I don't agree with, I, I just don't think there should be, but we, we talk we yeah, it's neither here nor there. Anyway. Yeah. It irritated me when Kim was talking about how, oh, this is what they want. You know, the fact I was like, why? Because they're, they're Democrats or liberal thinkers that they want it this is what they wanted to, for all the men to die and for women to take over. I'm like, how short, oh, how narrow-minded are you to think that? Like, is that, like, your pain is somehow so much more significant. Uh, Your loss is more significant. Everyone is dealing with their loss in their own way. And they feel just as badly about the men not being here as you do. I mean, and, and, you know what I mean? It's like it just that's just one of the things that irritates me about her is that she just makes her pain like this, you know, like is more important. Or, or, and I mean, yes, it's painful. And losing your husband and your children—it's got to be excruciating. And I empathize with that, but that doesn't mean Jennifer feels any less, or the other women in that room who lost with loved ones as well their pain is any less so because they're democrats or whatever it's just silly thinking that's why I'm like yeah that's why you don't deserve to be at the table because your your mindset is just not what it needs to be I like the Roxanne the Costco I'm just calling it the Costco crew because I don't know what they are they're called (laughs) I like how they're you know this you know out with the old and with the new this um symbolic ritual that they were doing because it's so true and it's something that i think the jennifer political world needs to come you know keep in mind like this is not the world that you knew and so y'all can't operate and rule the same way so there has to be some type of change some type of because they were talking about regina and jennifer talking about oh when they vote I like first y'all need to get the infrastructure going on in this country before y'all even think about somebody voting for somebody and so I like how you know you know even though it was messed up in a way and I get it in another way you know how they turn those people away um tell them you're on your own it's survival of the fittest and they're just trying to protect theirs and I know Roxanne is trying to maintain control and the more people you bring into the fold the less control you have because you're dealing with different people different dynamics and any moment anyone could try to you know up in your your reign and so the least amount of people you have disrupting that the better so i get i mean it's cold-hearted but i mean i understand why she would be that way and I also think it's interesting that Hero and Sam is starting to see it. And so you can see a little bit of distance starting to form between the two of them. Because Hero is starting to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit, you know, about this. Especially because of the traumatic experience that we see her talking to Roxanne about, of her murdering someone. And that that's really weighing on her. Um, regardless. And now she got you know, she somehow she got away with it and there's no consequence for it and I mean no yeah nobody knows but she knows and that's enough um so uh, yeah that whole ritual about you know Lauren becoming Athena I think that was her name and you know this is who you were in this old life and this is your new life um so you have to move forward and find ways to move forward and find ways to um you know adapt to what is instead of what was so I like that. I like that whole symbolic thing that they were doing instead of, and I get it sometimes trauma and um, change and instability just have you gravitating towards what's familiar and what's in you know, what you've always done in a way. But I mean, the old ways is just not going to work in some situations and they need to be able to adapt. And that's something that hopefully the political side of this story is going to learn because all that old stuff is just old. I mean, that's not going to work in some fashion in the new way of doing things. All right. My favorite, favorite scenes, um, 355, because, yes, I guess we'll call it 355. So I'm with you on that. Christina, <laughs> Yurik um, and Dr. Man. I love this. This um this group right here and I just but I did think that Dr. Mann and Yurik were just like so naive and ridiculous in their plan like y'all are not survivors y'all would not make it 200 miles and trying to get to San Francisco so I, I thought their whole thing their whole plan was just naive and ridiculous um because especially Yurik he couldn't even I mean he, he, the next episode they were in. how far were they when he was already in trouble and 355 had to rescue him because he's yeah so please you know <laughs> he just gets in his own way there's no way him and Dr him was gonna make it to San Francisco out 355 and I like I mean I like the fact that I mean they do have a way other than people that know Yurik outside of that they don't know what Yurik who Yurik is or what he looks like so why can't he act like he's transgender and not have to wear that mask all the time? But again, um, I'm just saying for the the, the outstretches of people. Um, but I agree with uh, you know just like you were saying in your podcast about you being the dude. 355 is the dude in their dynamic because he, you know you made that decision off of emotion. And Dr. Mann called him out on his growing situation. if you want to call it that with 355? Um, um, there's a certain draw to her that um, he's starting to have. Um, subconsciously, um, he didn't want to leave her and all that stuff. And it's only when he hurt her, he she hurt his feelings that he got up all in his feelings and like, yeah, let's go off. You know, fuck her, whatever, whatever. Um, and then you saw at the end, you know, the way they were looking at each other, um, it was just something there, something, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued by it. And it's like, he's slowly, slowly chipping away at some of that armor, some of that defense. I could talk more about it, but my 10 minutes is always up sadly. So until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch. Shy
0: all right that was shy with her thoughts on the episode uh i'm gonna try to work on the editing to try to get some of that fuzz out i don't know if you were on your bluetooth <laughs> i don't even know if you have a bluetooth but that's fucking hilarious um now we all know that shy is susceptible to a cold <laughs> i just had to put that out there I'm like, y'all like, yeah. They was doing this. This is what they need to do to move on. This is perfectly great. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I hear what you were going and what you were trying to say. If that was that what it was, I'd be with you. Like, yeah, people are trying to find ways to move on from their loss. Um, but it's just not that type of world. They're not doing this to heal. Not in any way past the tragedy that has happened. Uh, they're cleansing themselves from the touch of men in their lives. and thus, it's a cult and not healthy <laughs> because they they're not showing any remorse for the men that have died. Quite frankly, they're more going in the direction that Kimberly was accusing Jennifer's party of being, which is the irony, of what she fears actually isn't happening and where she fears it i'm not going to touch too much on it because i do know a little bit more but just on the, some of the things that were coming out in the show or maybe through my recap some of the little details that were given in a way that they weren't necessarily doing this in a way to respond to this terrible tragedy that has happened it's more like now we've ascended (laughs) Uh, I think it's a little too early to disregard civilization maybe that's just me (laughs) I I think that what they're doing is correct they want to put like if you don't it's kind of like with foundation right you know shit is going once things start crumbling as you're watching that show it's gonna get worse before it gets better so we need to essentially what they're doing is we're trying to Push us so that when we get through this, we have something left. And if the infrastructure starts to fall apart, then there goes all traces of trying to get that back. You're not, I don't think it's any smart idea to decide, oh, well, we're back in the dark times, let's just uh, uh, assimilate. I think even in most shows at the end of the world, you never watch The Walking Dead, the idea is to try to get back to civilization because the minute people start, stop having civilization, people start getting decivilized. And it's already happening. What the government is trying to do is retain some of those control, some of that control, for people out there like Nora and Mackenzie. But unfortunately, they have to pick and choose the smartest and the brightest to be able to have something after this really bad. They need to figure out what to do about the food shortage. Eventually, when they're telling people are starving, What they're doing is hoarding. They're hoarding all of this. That can feed so much more. I get what you're saying. Being more like Rick Grimes. But that's why those shows always talk about. Rick Grimes. You can be like that. But you really. I get it naturally. Our survival instinct is in that way. But. Honorably and morally. And what civilization has taught us. Is that while that sounds like an ideal way to go ahead and maybe you'll live your life out the 70 plus years comfortable what do we owe to each other right as a species to not allow ourselves to simply be completely selfish to be completely against doing anything that helps our fellow man or woman or in that case child that was nothing about those four group of people that needed to be turned away other than she chose to turn them away there it doesn't yeah she could be selective but you're not if you have enough to do something to help to build a community the more people you have let's go out here she doesn't want that she wants people that are like-minded to her whatever she senses in hero made her keep hero why because hero's a selfish bitch <laughs> so i'm not with this whole idea that roxanne is someone to emulate in any point point. and this episode really showcased just how far removed we're getting that we're devolving even into like even women now we're telling women how they should act how they should feel how they should mourn Oh, she needs more than grief to move on in this life. Maybe, but she's still fucking 12 years old. And she's allowed and should be mourning the men that she lost her brother and her her, uh, father. So, what they're perpetuating is, is exactly why it's important that Jennifer Brown and those people retain the type of power so that they can then go out and have the might and the strength to take back and try to rebuild the world as it was. Is it going to go back to where it should, uh, was before then? No. Clearly. But. <laughs> unless you want our species to go completely extinct. There needs to be some type of game plan. And I think the more you start to learn about. Roxanne and her group. Because I know all about them. But like I said I'm, not, I'm just basing it completely into what we've seen in this episode I wouldn't be part of that I wouldn't want to be sitting on the other side of that I wouldn't think it's a good idea to say oh you can't talk to this one very nice person otherwise you get gang stopped I fear for shots. you need to come hang out with me and Mimi during the apocalypse we are gonna make sure you don't get co-opted into a cult like this makes a whole lot of sense <laughs> um i kind of get what you're saying too about the fact that why can't he just pretend to be a trans male but just think in this episode how one photo was able to track her all the way down faces are rememberable particularly male faces so if ever his secret comes out if he's showing his face all over the damn place well that's going to be a lot easier to track him down And I think it was pretty much given away last episode where she said, you know, you're only going to be a a secret for so long. That's not the exact analogy that was brought up, but pretty much saying, look, (laughs) you may seem like you're invisible, but something so big eventually is going to get everyone's attention. And that is what Agent 355 is more on top of than even jennifer is at this point and i think eventually like in this war room situation jennifer finally realized that maybe there was a reason why she didn't contact me like you spun out of control thinking the worst which that's fair but um and i need to stop lying jennifer i need to stop it just because of our conversation like oh what is my daughter my son with like yeah um one you should have had that information beforehand and two because she's like, all these people in this file are dead. Yeah, you're not going to find fucking information on the Copa Ring. Or 355. That's the whole point of them existing. <laughs> so I'm glad that they didn't show that. I was happy that she didn't make actually any progress. Because I really thought they was going to plotline it in there. And maybe they will eventually in time. But it shouldn't have been next episode. So I'm, I'm applauding that. But AJ and 355 just she has a... 180 360 degree of everything that could go wrong and she's thinking out those variables before she makes any decision and when she reacts emotionally i think that's when she's most at her most honest but everything else is rather practical and analogic analytical damn it me words they don't want to work right now but i am curious to see uh how this does unfold next episode because there was a moment where she looked at him and she was feeling all types of hurt because you was just gonna leave me so because the neighbors are upstairs getting really loud let's go ahead and jump back into uh Mimi with her final thoughts on episode six
1: what up Christina it's Mimi this is my feedback for why the last man um season one episode six um i wanted to let you guys know that i've really been enjoying this uh show as well um it's just i think it's kind of funny that um right when i was saying how i anticipated titans and i was so happy for it to be coming out each week (laughs) they kind of take a dive um i still anticipate it but it's definitely not as exciting as it used to be hopefully um uh, this show continues its momentum and doesn't plummet at the end. So um, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Um, I wrote a couple of quick notes. I had to watch this during my uh, breaks. I uh, kind of took away way more than I should have. I was only supposed to have a 30 minute break, but I, I took as long as it needed to watch this um, and jot down some notes. for What they going to do anyway. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was. Now, am I to understand that Regina and Kim, I'm assuming Kim just spilled all the beans about everything she knew, because I definitely knew she was a creeper and she would be all up in the business, lurking and gaining information. So I'm assuming she told Regina everything. And the reason this is crazy to me, but I, 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 it really doesn't surprise me. I think if anything happened, this is exactly how it would play out. Um, we learned that. Um Kimberly didn't even agree with a lot of things that um, Regina says. But right now, she clearly dislike dislikes Jennifer more than she disagrees with the policies of Regina, which is astronomical because like, it just proves my point. Like white people can just brush over racism. It's like your policies coincide with mine. Just that little tiny thing about you being a crazy-ass racist, like left-winger. What do they call them? Right-wing? Whatever. I think it's right-wing lunatic. She's fucking cuckoo. And the fact that she somehow wrangled up some agents and sent them, clearly there's already a divide. Jennifer didn't even know what was happening when... The agents went after 355 York and Dr. Mann. She had no idea. So clearly, Kimberly and Regina have gained some type of power in the little amount of time because the higher ups had already agreed that they were going to not let her be president. But clearly, there was a divide big enough that it caused a shift um, and the soldiers are listening to Regina, which really worries me. Um, because that's one thing I know about soldiers is a lot, like, they're very loyal. I know that's how my sister was, still is, um, they're used to following commands, most of them don't ask questions, um, if you, if, like, the process says that Regina's the president, that's who they're going to listen to. Um, I... (laughs) i think it's funny that dr man thinks that uh, york has a crush on 355 um and he was like i have an expressive face i actually kind of agree with that i do think he's following her but i mean i think it was an absolute asinine idea for york considering he's been with three been with 355 this whole time and she's been the one keeping him safe like granted she doesn't want no personal connection with you and she's telling you mind your fucking business but that doesn't disprove um, all the stuff you've seen and the stuff you know about her you know she knows exactly what she's doing and she knows like the fact that York thought it was a good idea to listen to Dr. Man and leave like I just don't understand like you've seen her in action you know that she they're after her because they're looking for you like it didn't even click to you that you're the person that's putting her in danger i don't know i i don't know why i expect york to be smarter than he is i i really shouldn't but for some reason like him allowing dr man that he's known for three seconds and she stabbed him and he basically called her a pompous like contentious piece of shit before they even met because she's one of those people without a television and she's so smart and blah, blah 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 but yet you would listen to her because she hurt your feelings I guess I mean she did drag the shit out of him when she told him you know I'm not whoever it is you you're missing you know like basically do what I fucking say and get out of my face like clearly she sleepwalks and clearly she knows he he found out but she doesn't want him to know and i'm sure that was her way of lashing out but everything she said was not wrong um she is the reason he's still alive because his dumb ass would have probably been who know i really don't know like i don't want to think what would happen if i don't think a lot of people would know who york's mom is there are some people who would know but I think the average person would not because I don't know I don't even know what the United States secretary looks like right now like the only people I can I can honestly tell you who they are is Biden and um Vice President Harris like those are only two known faces to me and I feel like I'm like I'm not a political person I political stuff most of the time don't even make sense to me um so I don't follow politics and I feel like my mind is is like not even average, like the average American. So I don't think the average person would know who the secretary's children are. So I don't think that they would make that connection. They will, however, probably go using him like, look, I got a man. Let me into this government facility and give me some fucking food. And him being the last one, which me- would mean that they would fight over him. And Amperson is tough and crazy as I'm sure he is. He can't protect York for forever. So I don't think he's comprehending exactly what it is means in this world where everybody's starving. People are scared and they will do what they need to do to protect themselves and their family. And if that's, you know, stab you or beat you up and drag you somewhere hell for all I know he might he could end up finding a group like um crazy ass Roxanne's cult and they fucking string him up and kill him like that could easily happen it seems like most people are assuming that he's a transgender male but still you just never know people are crazy and that's one thing that 2020 has honestly taught us that we don't need to divulge deep into the psyche to know that Very little will cause people, especially in the United States, to lose their fucking shit. Look at what happened when they're told to wear a mask because there's literally a virus killing people, killing millions of people on this planet. And all they ask you to do is wear a mask and you lose your shit. So I don't, I really don't even understand why they thought mandating a a vaccine was going to be a good idea, but I'm not even going to go there because we'd be in that rabbit hole for fucking years. Um, so just ending this thing with, um, York, I do feel like I am interested in learning more about Agent, uh, 355. I don't know how much they're going to explain to us. I don't know how much we'll learn, um, how, especially in this first season, but I am very interested because when that girl, um, in last episode was like when, you know, they're both agent people and they're fighting and she was like, you know, were you in foster care homeless you know don't tell me she found you on the debate team that shit had me cracking up and it actually made pretty pretty good sense that you would find these kids that are destitute and offer them you know a parent parental figure and money and a secure job like it does make sense and it would make sense that you would need You know, a black woman, a white woman. I'm sure there was some Hispanic agents. I'm sure there was a bunch of them to infiltrate where they need to do. I don't know what kind of government agency this is. I don't know how much of that information we're actually gonna get, but I'm definitely um, interested in finding out. You know, as much of her backstory as possible because she is pretty awesome. But when people sleepwalk, it's never it's never for a good reason. So I'll just end that that right there. Um, I didn't write all the information i want to do because i was on my lunch break so um i think i'm at the end 355 and york's tale there and just a little bit more about kimberly that scene she had with christine when she was like you know i'll raise the baby i i was just blinking at the screen like is this bitch serious talking about some i don't know how much you know about christians but we're pretty understanding like bitch say what christians are legit the reason i don't go to church legit the reason I don't have uh I don't believe in religion like I am very spiritual I do believe that there's some type of energy out there I don't know if it's karma it could be Jesus it could be the Lord but Christians are the worst well probably not the worst but they're pretty terrible and when she started the sentence off like that I would have immediately checked out but that's just me now i want to talk about roxanne because i told you in this last uh podcast or uh, the feedback that i sent the one that i sent yesterday just for the general overview i couldn't remember her name but her name is roxanne i told you that bitch was crazy like i fucking knew it i just for i don't i can't say for whatever reason why she allowed this group to infiltrate and i honestly think it has something to do with sam i don't know what roxanne plans on doing but i don't think it's good i don't like it i really i feel like she's probably good she seems very very governor like i think in her mind she's like she's probably gonna do something crazy like sam if you want to stay you gotta admit that you're a girl like something fucked up like that because the bitch is crazy and i honestly for real don't believe she was a police officer um maybe she was a secretary at a police station but I don't believe she was a a detective or whatever the fuck she's saying I think she's full of shit I think she's power tripping she probably was a, a battered beaded beat it beated, a battered woman as well and maybe she was at the shelter maybe I mean I just her persona seems fake and granted Her telling Nora she was pathetic was very true. Nora is pathetic. Um, Especially the scene where she... Leaves her daughter and she puts the dirt on the girl because it's clear, bitch, you don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, we can all make assumptions, but you had no idea what the fuck was going to happen. Just the way she looked, I don't know if that was a, a choice by the actress or if it was directed that way, but she legit looked pathetic. And I was like, I, I can't with you right now, Nora. I, you can't fake a backbone. I don't know. I feel like to work for the president, you gotta have some type of gall. I don't, I don't understand why she. Like I mean, I remember we saw her husband. he was a pretty burly looking dude, so maybe he was the dominant one. Maybe she only made decisions at work and at home she did it. I don't know, but she definitely seems very pathetic, but I think Nora's gonna be the one surprise us the most. I think she's gonna be our Carol now, granted, Carol gets on my fucking nerve now. I haven't watched season ten. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't even know if Carol's still alive, but the last time I saw Carol. The bitch got on my nerve. But she used to be a beaten woman. She had short hair. She was very quiet. And she turned into a badass bitch. And anybody that watched Walking Dead from the beginning to right before nine. Knows that Carol used to be the shit. So I feel like she's going to surprise us. And she might even be the one that takes out Roxanne. But I definitely, definitely um, think that she has reached her point where she was like, okay, I need to step up. Because I think it's, I mean, I get it that they don't want to just allow everybody to come, but we saw how much food they had. It's not that many of them. They could have easily taken those, those group of women. And the fact that she like, had that play of power where she went up there and that one girl had the one gun and then she showed her that she had all the guns it's it's a power trip thing and that's what it might have not started off that way but it's definitely she definitely has governor vibes and I know for a fact that um Hero and Sam are going to be able to leave it's either you like they probably won't even risk people leaving because they don't want people them to send people back So I feel like you either stay or you die like those are your options and the fact that she was so easily she so easily manipulated Hero into selling all her business and Hero didn't even tell that shit to Sam and that's supposed to be her good friend. Like I I would assume that somebody that you follow around in the apocalypse would be your best friend. So that just proves exactly what I said. I, I can't stand Hero. She needs to pick a lane and if she wants to be in this fucking cult go for it. But you got. She gonna have to make a decision, and I. I don't know that she will pick Sam over comfort. I don't know that she would do that. I mean, she clearly wants somewhere to be, and the fact that they had a whole bunch of drugs and she was like gleeful in it. Like, bitch, do you not remember all the all the death? And you're literally happy. Like, look what I found. All these drugs. Like, I knew right then that bitch was crazy. Like, I. I don't know that hero can ever change this is how she's been clearly for decades but she really really bothers me i dislike her a lot like extremely a lot okay so that's all the notes that i have i've talked long enough i know there's some stuff i forgot but i'm gonna end it here so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out
0: that was mimi with her final thoughts a few notes here um First thing, considering we haven't even touched the crazy shit from the comics, it's not gonna nose die. (laughs) That's one thing I don't have to fear about this show. Oh, hey, child. Hey, that wasn't an invitation to come in. I'm still recording. I know, okay. I'll go get something later. And like, as soon as I'm done recording, see? Well, you're sitting here while I'm recording holding up the time she wants me to go get some mcdonald's (laughs) because i had a moment earlier and i said i was gonna go get it i didn't know i was gonna be recording for two hours and here we are anyhow back to mimi (laughs) there is going to be an election it was actually mentioned this episode so i like the way they're not holding our hand on some of the plot points York being a man child might as well get used to that. He's got a lot of growth to uh to achieve and he ain't gonna do it anytime soon. But this does show a little bit of his uh stunted emotional maturity as he has one argument and he throws a tantrum and he's ready to do something completely reckless. And even his companion's like, Well, you know, I was just having a moment. I didn't think he was really gonna do it. But, um, She did really lash the hell out of his feelings. And it's fair that her sleepwalking is an issue. As much as I I give all the credit for 355, walking around sleepwalking and you don't even know why. And then I'm mad that you didn't go into any great detail about sleepwalking. I'm like, bitch, do I need to go Google? (laughs) Don't leave us all blue balls like that. Like I could tell you some things about sleepwalking, but I ain't going to tell you. Now I got to go look up some stuff. I don't want to Google that. I want you to tell me on the next podcast. That's your homework assignment. I don't rock with any organized religion. I just don't. I'm scared for Sam, and that's all I will say. (laughs) Roxanne said she wasn't a partnership. I don't think that she's lying about her job. Do I think she's inflating her own ego? Sure. But I do think that because of her position of authority, she was able to recruit the women from this broken home that she probably had some type of rapport with prior to. So it actually makes more sense to me that she was an actual officer or a detective and that she probably ran into this and dedicated her life to saving women from men i think she was a man hater for a really long time that's just part of her spirit she probably would get along with regina perfectly to be quite frank so that's the craziness is kimberly's on the like you pointed out to her character like you're so stupid you're on the other side of someone else's politics but if but that's all she has to get her in the room like at least they were somewhat aligned versus completely not aligned don't get me started on politicians in general because i got problems with all of them (laughs) every single last one of them uh so yeah like you said let's not get in the rabbit hole of what we have discovered after 2020 very uh publicly about how at least the united states of one america does work i I can see what you mean with Nora and her kind of pathetic. I don't necessarily read it as pathet- pathetic. Right now, she's able to subsist off of my daughter needs to be safe. I need to make her safe if this is what I need to do to keep her safe, to have a roof over her head, she's willing to play that role. And then when you hear Kelsey being like the exact same way, I think it's just to show another angle of it, but yeah, I think that Nora is one of those characters that's going to have a slippery slope and how much is she gonna be able to retain her soul in that is gonna be an interesting story to watch unfold. She could still morph into Alter, but I don't think that is the case. I think that she is actually gonna end up, this is just my two cents. I think that she's gonna end up being a more heroic character than what the show is putting her as because if you were going to devolve i think that it could take a lot longer for some people than others but i think she's been desperate look how you found her right we were mugged we were in they were sleeping in a store uh she's doing the best that she could she has information that can possibly get her first like all she has to do is technically put a gun To homegirl's face and kidnap her and drive a car to washington but she's still making an effort to retain despite what's happening to her to try to retain some part of who she was in her identity beforehand it's not that she was a bad just because you're working for an administration doesn't mean you're aligned and i think that's really important to bring up just because somebody has different politics from you doesn't mean that automatically a horrible person i think that everyone can draw a line somewhere that's to say if you're for abortion and i'm against abortion i don't think you're evil because you're for abortion i don't agree with you i have my reasons for agreeing but that doesn't mean that you're an evil person or that you are inherently bad or going to do bad things and i think that we are having a hard time separating them so i think the best thing for Nora's character is to really delve into a rather neutral character away from our main rather connected cast and see how someone that isn't as privileged, but kind of had some, and it'd be more of a story of how she regains her power to, uh, to be able to do something else. I don't think that she's down with this group. Like, I feel with with Hero, she was already one foot in when she saw that damn food and the medicine cabinet. But Nora is still, she's playing the political game. And that's, uh. there's a lot to be said about that. Because a lot of people play a lot of games just to get to where they want to be. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're all the way down for that team. But I, I do find her very intriguing not so much as i think that her pathetic look is just her not processing a lot of what has happened to her um she's rather numb to it all she doesn't have the energy for it but i don't know like i said they could they could do a swerve she feels more like andrea than anything else right now um and when i mean she i'm talking about hero (laughs) Uh I think that she loves Sam. She likes I like think she likes the validation of men, period. And I think that she may be someone who's a predator of men, of men, and she never really realized that about herself. They can definitely write the story any way that they want to write it with her, but it's all going to go to the same conclusion if anything they're giving us a lot more meat than they did with the the comic book character. Just more like, "Hey, she's here and she's doing this and oh okay that seemed like a big turn but sure and never gave any insight to that so while yes hero is not a very likable character she is very intriguing to watch because there is some part of her some part of her deciding to dedicate her life to other people and not hesitate to do it that coincides with that rather selfish nature of hers so I got to go get to McDonald's and I'll leave it here. <laughs> if you want to send feedback for our next episode, you can send it to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can send it in a written or audio format as my ladies have done. Or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic.